frustrated from the weekend. I must say, after that type of Saturday, that type of Saturday is what I think makes college football great. You will not find that same sort of excitement, the same sort of just kind of energy from a college football Saturday to a Sunday. And I'm really just, I thank God Saturday exists and Saturdays in the fall exist. Welcome to Mike Drop 27. Somebody tell Brian Harson it is 844. He is lucky. Dansby is not here yet. Um, Brian Harson's very lucky because he should have probably lost his job this past weekend. But if you had Dansby not being born, I don't know. Hold on. If you had Brian Harson getting fired before Dansby was born, uh, you almost had it, but we're still in there. So obviously with it being Monday night as I'm recording this, Dansby's still not here, so we're still waiting on him. We'll see if he gets here before Brian Harson more than likely gets fired on this coming Sunday. A lot to get to today, and we'll see if we actually get to it. I'm going to have to, there's a, a long rant coming from uh, the Carolina game, but there's other stuff that I want to address uh, as well. Some of it will fly through, and so let's just kind of get into it. We're going to be talking about frauds this week because there was a lot of fraud this week, and it came in the form of a lot of college different, or a lot of different college football teams. First one though belongs to me. I was proven to be a fraud. My picks uh, straight up went one and five, and then against the spread, I went three and three. I'll take three and three against the spread. It's not great, but one and five straight up is really bad. I had a feeling Wake was a stretch. I knew it was a stretch going in. Not really surprised by that one, but Carolina losing, Arkansas lost, ECU lost, App lost, oh, and then what was the other game? I don't even remember the other game. It just did not go well. It was not a good week for me straight up. Hopefully, this coming week will be better because there's no way that I can do I mean, I guess I can do worse than that, but I can't do much worse than that. That's for sure. The other fraud this week, or another fraud this week, is the state of North Carolina college football and we're not including charlotte because half the time that i forget they exist so we're just talking app ecu wake carolina duke nc state going into the week the state of north carolina excluding charlotte because again who cares that they exist those teams were 16 and 2 on the year and the only losses were to other state of north carolina schools nc state had beat ecu carolina had beat app this past weekend, they went 1-5. and five. Duke lost to Kansas. Carolina loses to Notre Dame. App loses to James Madison. NC State was the one with the lone win uh, because they played UConn. So do we really want to give them credit for that? And then who was the last one? Who am I forgetting? ECU loses to Navy. I believe they were the one that I was forgetting. So the state of North Carolina was proven to be a fraud this week. The next fraud is Miami, and I've told you last week that I thought Miami was a fraud, but thankfully they were proven. Shout out to Middle Tennessee State for the 45-31 to upset over Miami, and I'm not upset by it whatsoever. I think that proved that Miami has played a very crap schedule, and that includes the Texas A&M game, and we'll get to Texas A&M here in a little bit. Number four fraud, we'll go back to ECU real quick. Yeah, losing to a Navy team that is not very good in double overtime. Uh, to that, the ECU kickers had a really tough start to the year when you throw in the NC State game and now this game. ECU could easily be, what, 4-0, 3-0, 1-0, 2-0, 
whatever they are, 4-0. Uh, but instead, they're 2-2 two and two because of hashtag college kickers. Uh, number five, the another another fraud is number or fraud number five. Texas losing in overtime at Texas Tech, thirty-seven, thirty-one. And then we, oh nope, let's throw in Oklahoma there as well. Another fraud, Oklahoma losing forty-one to thirty-four uh, to Kansas State at home. That Brent Venables defense, uh, where the heck was it? Because Adrian Martinez, yes, that Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. I feel like that dude's been playing. I believe it seems like that dude has been playing college football for at least 15 years. Dude ran all over them and carried Kansas State to the win. Scott Frost couldn't win with him, but all of a sudden this dude goes to Kansas State and just looks like the creative player from NCAA football against Oklahoma, especially down the stretch. Let's get into some games that I actually want to talk about, and we won't really spend a whole lot of time with App and James Madison, but App gets proven to be a fraud as well. And it really shouldn't come as a surprise to App fans such as myself or App fans anywhere else. And it really shouldn't come to a surprise to the college football world either. And I say that because if you've watched this Appalachian State team, their defense has not been good. Their defense has been giving up chunk plays after chunk plays, not necessarily the big plays uh, to the nature that North Carolina has given up, but they'll give up a 10-yard pass. They'll give up a 15-yard pass. They'll give up a six-yard run where you can not even methodically, but you can pretty much march down the field against App, and that's exactly what happened in the second half against James Madison. App now joins the Atlanta Falcons and I believe Auburn as well as the A teams that like to blow 28 to 3 leads. App was up 28 to 3 and lost 32 to 28 to a team that is just now playing for the first year in the FBS level. Now don't get me wrong, James Madison's good. I told a lot of people that I thought James Madison would have a decent year. James Madison is not supposed to come into App this year and beat them, but they did. But let's let's talk about App's defense again. We, they gave up 63 to North Carolina. Everybody wants to talk about the 40 that App's offense scored in the fourth quarter. But App's defense gave up 63 to North Carolina. I guess we should probably really go to App's defense gave up, what, 63 minus 756 to North Carolina. Because I'm not going to – I can't – it's not fair to give defense, the defense – um, the onside kick recovery that North Carolina took all the way. App's defense gave up 56 to North Carolina. Yeah, that you can say they held Texas A&M at bay. Uh, I'm not ready to go there uh, because I think Texas A&M would be held at bay by going 11 on zero. They App, App should have lost to Troy. They absolutely should have lost to Troy. John Boyd did a breakdown, uh, recently released a breakdown about the Hail Mary. Troy should have won that game. App should have been one and two after that game. Troy's coaching down the stretch from 20 seconds on left in the game was just – it made absolutely no sense. Should have lost that game, got lucky on the Hail Mary. Perfectly executed Hail Mary by App. Poor execution and just just thought process at from that last play uh, where they ran out of – or where Troy ran out of bounds to give themselves the safety – and then squibbing it, giving App a chance to – all they needed was a field goal to be in there and to be very close to field goal range. App got lucky there. 
And then I think they finally got exposed against James Madison because JMU in the second half really took control of the game. Looking, I didn't get to see a lot of the game. I got to see pretty much the downfall of App. I didn't really see a lot of the first half. But my my question that was didn't really make a lot of sense to me looking at the box score was Noel and Peoples had 24 yards rushing between the two of them. And I couldn't figure out why. Why did Noel and Peoples only have 24 yards rushing between the two of them? App actually only had 63 yards rushing as a team. Now, negative 22 of that was seemed to be sacks from Chase Bryce. Only 63 yards rushing as a team. Chase Bryce threw for 235 with two touchdowns and a pick. Look, Chase Bryce has been a great quarterback at App. He's had really kind of rejuvenated his career if you will but like there are times when the real the old duke chase bryce shows up and the duke chase bryce showed up there in that fourth quarter when uh, i believe it was a pick six that he threw that was pretty much about the time that i turned it on duke chase bryce showed up when he threw that pick six and you know i, I probably should take it back about it well no i'm not going to take it back i was going to say apps defense didn't really do that bad when you look at actually james madison rushing totals they ran for 172 yards uh, the quarterback for JMU ran for 61, threw for 204, had two touchdowns, had a touchdown on the ground. Uh, what – I think – I don't know what is wrong with App, especially in that second half. I don't understand how you can put up 28 points, have control of the game, and they put up all 28 that they scored in the second quarter and then just zeros the rest of the way. The I think App is probably really looking forward to playing the Citadel this coming week because they they need they need a break and what I mean by that is they've had probably as tough of a stretch relative to to the each team as tough of a stretch to start the season as anybody could ask because they had to go play they had to play. Carolina at home, which is a Power 5 team at home, obviously a state rival, somebody that they probably have a little brother inferiority complex to. They wanted to beat that, probably should have won that game. You got that emotional game. Then you go to Texas A&M. You beat Texas A&M, who is number ranked six at the time. It's an SEC school. You beat them at their place, 17-14. to 14, Probably should have been worse. And then you've got game day coming to town the next week. They've got Troy. Win an emotional game there. You almost have to think that everything just caught up to them. They got up to a 28-3 to lead against James Madison, and then it just all fell apart there. I don't know if that's the case at all. It just seems like that may have been the case, and they're probably really looking forward to playing the Citadel next week, get an FCS opponent, I think a quality FCS opponent, but get an FCS opponent to come to town, kind of run your offense, run your defense, hopefully straighten some things out, and then they've got Texas State. Like Their bye week is not until after the Texas State game, so they've got a bye week between Texas State and at Georgia State. And I almost, from the outside looking in, not watching every, every minute of every game, it seems like they're probably really looking forward to that bye week where they can just kind of catch their breath. They might be able to a little bit against the Citadel, but you're still going to have to execute – then they've got to go on the road to Texas State, and then they finally get a break. And that's, I would imagine, they're really looking forward to that break where they can just kind of catch their breath uh, before they take on Georgia State on October 19th. I think App's still got a good team. I think they've still got a chance to control the Sun Belt, but they're going to have to take care of Texas State. They're going to have to take, t- 
take care of Georgia State. They've got to go to Coastal right now. Coastal's 4-0. Uh, and then they've got they got to go to Marshall. Then they've got ODU and then at Georgia Southern, which is always a big game. And so it'll be interesting to see how App plays out. I wonder if they are limping towards that bye week or if they're going to be able to kind of get everything back together this weekend. The next game I want to talk about, because I'm trying to save Carolina for 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 late because there's just there's a lot to talk about for the Carolina game, and I'm hoping I can kind of do it all quickly. Arkansas loses 23-21 to Texas A&M. The biggest play of this game was the K.J. Jefferson fumble near the goal line. Why that dude leaped when he was still going to be two yards shy no idea. As big as he is, the dude just needs to run into the back of his offensive line, try to push them through, try to push himself through, get in the end zone. You do that, you're up 13. Instead, Texas A&M forces the fumble and then does a really good job of basically lateraling it or handing it off. I think the other guy really just ripped it out of the of old dude's hands and took it to the house for a 13-point swing. I say 13 because Texas A&M did miss the extra point. The that was the turning point of the game. Arkansas was controlling the game up until that point, and then Texas A&M really kind of took. I hate saying momentum because I don't really. I'm not a big believer in momentum, but took a lot of the energy that. Yeah, see, I'm not saying momentum. I'm saying energy, even though I know it's the same exact thing. They took a lot of the energy from that play, and Arkansas was never really able to bounce back from that. They all they had to do was just try to flush that play and realized they were dominating the game. They never could. They never could get it going straight. But let's talk about Texas A&M's offense real quick in this game because everybody was talking about how Arkansas had the worst, one of the worst passing uh, defenses in the country. Max Johnson still only threw for 151 yards. They ran for 192 yards. A-chain, 19 carries, 159 yards. And granted, 63 of those were on one play. So they ran the ball really well, but once again, A&M cannot throw the ball. They couldn't throw it against App. They couldn't throw it against Miami. I'm not giving them credit for anything they did against Sam Houston. A&M did not make the list as a fraud this week. They are a fraud. I They do not deserve – what the heck are they ranked? I had the rankings pulled up, and now I can't find them. Uh, let's see. There it is. They move up to 17. They are – I don't know. I, look, I don't know which 16 teams are better than them, but seeing a number beside Texas A&M's name just does not make sense to me. They are not one of the best teams in the country. Kansas is receiving votes. Cincinnati is receiving votes. Washington State, Syracuse, Oregon State, Texas Tech, North Carolina still receiving votes. LSU – James Madison, UCLA, Tulane, TCU. I think there's plenty of those, plenty of teams in the others receiving votes that I would pick ahead of Texas A&M on a neutral field. I would take them over Texas A&M. I do not trust Texas A&M whatsoever. Arkansas is going to be interesting. You got a tough, you you really got a tough break here on a game that you should have won, should have won easily, and now you've got Alabama coming to town. And if that if that secondary is as bad as it seems to be, because we're not—I'm not giving Max Johnson any credit here. We're going to find out if they're going to be able to step up against Bryce Young. Should be a lot of fun. I'll preview that game later in the week. But now let's 
Let's get to the biggest fraud of the week, and that is the University of North Carolina. That was – it's a good thing I'm not Catholic, and that game probably – because the amount of Hail Marys and Our Fathers I would have had to say after that game just because of how mad I was and the things that I've said. It was so – that was the most frustrating football game I think I've watched in a long time. And I say that because – North Carolina has the offense. They've had the offense for a couple of years now. Now, this was not their greatest offensive showing. I think Phil Longo would admit to that. I think Drake May would admit to that, even though he threw for 301 and five tutties. That was not an impressive 301 yards because there was plenty of times in the first, second, and third quarter where it's just like, Drake, what are you doing? Now, Antoine Green, three receptions, 150 yards with a long of 80. Good for him. Um, but – the the frustrating thing about this game is just watching that defense get absolutely torched. Listen to some of these stats, and I'm going to share a, a text from Norton that he sent me that he wanted to make sure I, I shared in today's show. Going into the game, Notre Dame averaged 18 point once a game. They scored 45. They averaged 300 yards per game. Their total yards for this game – was 576. They averaged 118 rushing yards. They ran for 287. They averaged 183 passing yards. They finished with 289. Notre Dame had their averages at halftime. At halftime. This is how bad this North Carolina defense is, and that's what's frustrating. Is you, Carolina doesn't need a great defense for this team to be good. They just need a mediocre defense. I'm not asking for a top 25 defense, even though that would be nice. Give me a top 45 defense at North Carolina, and this North Carolina team can compete for the Coastal year in and year out and probably won't be one of the top 25 teams year in and year out. Right now, they don't have that. Right now, let's look and see what Massey Ratings has as – North Carolina's total defense because it cannot be good. I can only imagine what it is. Massey Ratings has North Carolina as the 52nd best team in the country with the 10th best offense and 120th defense. I had a – Norton sent me something earlier in the week. Uh, he sent it to me yesterday. Four games in, North Carolina ranks 126. Out of 131 teams in total defense, allowing an average of 495.2 yards per game. The teams below them are Nebraska, Bowling Green, FIU, Ohio, and Charlotte. Carolina has a thousand times more talent on defense than those teams do, and they're still one of the worst defenses in the country. I don't understand it. I was a big adamant in wanting Jay Bateman to go because I, at first I thought it was his fault. I may have been wrong. It seems that I may have been wrong, and I owe Jay Bateman an apology. Look, I love Gene Chizik. I think Gene Chizik was the right man for the job. I'm still trying to believe in Gene Chizik, but what the heck is going on in practice? What the heck is going on? On that defensive, on the defensive side of the ball, where just nobody is anywhere close. It wasn't even a matter of guys were just getting beat, where quarterback was just making exceptional throws, where he was throwing it where the defender couldn't get it. There was not a defender in sight. 
my unborn child played just as good as defense against Notre Dame as those guys that were actually on the field that had helmets and uniforms. The defense is non-existent, and that's probably the most frustrating aspect of this right now because they don't they don't have to be good. But this is horrend this is atrocious as to what they are. The I don't even I don't even know what else to say uh, about. Let me see. Let me throw in what Norton wanted to say about um, Carolina. He said a couple. This is what he sent to me. I'm pretty much reading his text verbatim. Couple notes for the pod. If you need some rants about North Carolina, going into the game, Notre Dame ranked 99th in rushing defense and only allowed 2.3 yards per carry. You know, it's a very good stat, Carolina. So Notre Dame ranked 99th in rushing defense. Carolina only had 67 yards rushing. Longo didn't call one rushing play without a tight end on the field. A couple of Antoine Green's drops halted momentum. The corners do not press. Major contrast from Bateman. And that was yeah, that was one of the frustrating things. If you watch some of the corners, if Notre Dame had third and six, the corners were 10 yards off. The defensive backs would be 10 yards off when Notre Dame would only need to get six. You're giving them a first down, and that made absolutely no sense to me. The amount of pillows that I punched during this game was absurd. That was not Norton. That was all me. Norton told said about the corners not pressing, and I was just reminded of some just – ah, what a terrible day. Back to Norton's text. D-line got manhandled by the Notre Dame offensive line. I would agree with that. Agree with that 100%. They just kind of got pushed around. Um, Notre Dame ran 85 plays despite not playing with much pace at all. That is very true. Notre Dame did not try to run up and down the field. They just kind of ran their own game. Um, Let's see. Carolina had a week to prepare for this game, and looks like they only had a couple days. Looks like they tried cramming this in here. A lot of this, I'm now – I said I was reading Norton's text uh, word for word, but now I'm kind of adding my own commentary into it as well. Um. The Carolina has now lost five straight games after the bye. Mac, that is that is on you. Notre Dame scored had only had forty eight points scored on the season coming into the game, and they dropped forty five. And that include that's with a fumble at the goal line and a missed field goal. Chiswick and Mac should be thankful it wasn't worth worse than that. Not one hundred percent. Having Virginia Tech is going to help because their offense has looked abysmal with Grant Wells. Uh, my con- Norton, my conclusion after this week is the ACC Coastal is atrocious. Well, yes, as it usually is. Syracuse, Clemson, Florida State, NC State, and Wake are all better teams than what the Coastal has to offer. I think Duke is more of a toss-up game now than heading into the season. The must-wins to get to a season win total of 7.5 include you've got to beat Virginia Tech, Duke, Virginia, and Georgia Tech, which means you have to beat one of the following, Pitt, Miami, Wake, and State to get the over seven and a half he says he doesn't see that happening uh i don't think that they will beat wake this year i I think hartman's going to be out for blood especially especially with this defense hartman might throw for 700 yards nc state i'm not as 100 percent convinced on their offense yet i do think nc state is a fraud they might be a better fraud than north carolina but right now i think nc state is a fraud pitt probably will beat carolina uh, although they have seemed to have struggled against Carolina at home. However, Mac Brown has had more trouble against Pitt than Larry Fedora did. Even Larry Fedora's down years, he would manage to beat Pitt, which makes absolutely no sense to me. 
Uh, I believe Larry Fedora was undefeated against Pitt and then Miami. Miami's an inter- interesting one uh, because it's going to be at Miami. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is supposedly a good quarterback. He hasn't played like it, uh, but is supposedly a good quarterback. Should have no problem shredding North Carolina's secondary. We'll see. I don't disagree with a lot of what Norton said there. Um, what else do I want to make sure that I mention uh, about the game? Oh, now, uh, look, as much as I love those, those throwback uniforms that North Carolina wears, they are now 2-3 and three when wearing those throwback unis. Uh, they've got wins against Wake Forest and uh, Virginia. They have losses now to Notre Dame, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. And then I told you last week that North Carolina, North Carolina's defense takes a quarter off every game. I told you they took the fourth off against – or the first off against Florida A&M. They took the third off against Georgia State. They took the fourth off against uh, Appalachian State. Saturday they took the second off – against Notre Dame. You take the, the second out, uh, and obviously you can't. You just take that second quarter away that scores 14-13, that score is 25-21 to 21 in favor of North Carolina. But because the defense took one quarter off again, it just that finally blew up in their face where they weren't able to, to make the comeback that they needed to make. A lot of frauds this week, and it was very frustrating to be the fan of three of them. You know, obviously, diehard, born and raised North Carolina fan, always will be. But now, after watching that game, I hope you can see why I enjoy pulling for Alabama as well because there's only so much of that that I can take until it's like, when I just need to watch some decent football. Um, last thing I want to do, I want to debut my – I don't want to say top five, but it might as well be my top five. It'll be the top, the five teams that I trust the most in college football. I told you last week that I think we need to, basically the whole thing was we needed to abolish the early season top 25. I still kind of agree. I still kind of feel that way going into this week because I'm looking at the top 25 now and I'm just like, we really don't know. We really have no idea. Michigan is not the number four team in the country. They struggled at home against Maryland. Tua's little brother can spin it, but, like, is you're telling me if it was at Maryland, I think it'd be one thing, but you struggled at home against Maryland because you finally played somebody that has an offense. The uh, And so my, there's no order, particular order, for these five schools but the five teams that I trust the most right now going into week five in college football are Alabama, Clemson, and I know that probably shocks people from what I said last week because I had picked Wake over Clemson. But what what, what Clemson was able to do, if DJ can do that week in and week out where Clemson's defense did not show up, I don't want to say they didn't show up, but they were getting shredded by a really good college quarterback. Sam Hartman is great. The Wake Forest offense is phenomenal. Clemson's offense needed to keep up. I didn't think they would be able to, and they did. So, right now, after watching that, just even though it was Wake Forest's defense, and I completely understand that, I didn't think that DJ was going to be able to do that. The fact that he was able to do that, the fact that Clemson's offense was able to keep up, even though it was on the or even though it was at the JV uh, stadium, I do think I do have far more confidence in Clemson than I did going into last week. Georgia, I think that one's pretty obvious. 
I don't even care that uh, Kent State um, was able to give them a little bit of run for their money. It's still Georgia. They're defending national titles. Compared to what they've done to everybody else, I can kind of see why they backed off against Kent State. I'm not saying an excuse, but I can kind of see it. Ohio State is the other one, as much as I do not like to say it. But going into the year, I like I told you, I think last week I thought it was Alabama, Ohio State, and the rest of the field. Ohio State looks like they're still doing that. It looks like they were kind of the um, – they're f- finding their stride. Ryan Day's got that offense going well. And then when you've got a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, like you're going to be you're going to be pretty freaking good. The last team I think is going to surprise a lot of people, and this is going to be shout-out to Norton's grandfather, Jim Buckley. Tennessee is the fifth school that I trust the most right now in college football. If I'm looking at the top 25, it goes Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. I'm taking Tennessee over Michigan right now. Then we got Clemson. Right now I'm I'm kind of got a toss-up. I'd probably take Tennessee over Clemson, but right now I have no problem with Clemson being there. Southern Cal – I take Tennessee over Southern Cal on a on a, uh, on a neutral field. You got Kentucky at seven. I take Tennessee over Kentucky. Uh, I think Tennessee actually has to go to Kentucky. I take Tennessee over Kentucky on a neutral field. I think Kentucky is. I think Kentucky's good. I think Kentucky is a fraud with number seven next to their name. I think they they benefited from Florida having number twelve next to their name when Kentucky went into the swamp and beat them. Then you got Oklahoma State, NC State. I would still pick Tennessee Tennessee over Oklahoma State and NC State. And then you got Penn State, Utah, Oregon, whatever. They're all kind of below Tennessee. But those are my top five teams that I trust the most right now in college football. And I just reminded myself of uh, talking about how Wake Forest is a JV football stadium. I told you that Auburn and Mizzou was going to be a JV football game and it turned out to be a JV football game. Did you see? I hope don't know if you saw it. We're gonna. I'm going to assume that you didn't. Mizzou could have easily won that game by running it into the touchdown. They stopped three yards short, missed a 21 yard field goal to end regulation, and then to win it in double overtime. I believe it was double overtime. Is one of the overtimes. It could have been the first. It could have been the double. To win it. Dude fumbles it right before he gets to the end zone. That was a JV football game. The SEC should probably kick them out right now. Thanks for letting me drop the mic. It's been it was a fun week of I don't really want to say it was a fun week because I came away very frustrated. But man, I love college football Saturdays. They're a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun to talk about, and that's exactly why I kind of started this to begin with. Appreciate you tuning in. Given that Dansby does not show up uh, sometime this week, I will be talk- releasing um, my uh, picks for later in the week. That I'll hope I probably need to do a better job and come out with that Thursday versus on Friday. Talk about my picks coming for the week. Looking forward to talking about those. Unless Dansby comes here and uh, my wife's ready for him to come out, I'm kind of eager to see him uh, meet him officially as well. Other than that, was talk to you eventually. I'm not 100% sure when, but I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you all soon.